comes. Here. And watch out! He's got Wow. Point, because it's a 6% slope, 50 feet. So right now it will gather speed. Good weight. A two footer. Oh my goodness. All the way! Can you believe that? Episode 64 of the Walking In podcast. Jeff and Mark here. You know that sound. The boys have hit another winner. Cameron Smith takes down the rest of the field and the golden boy, Roy McElroy at St. Andrews. Mark, it was. I think a really fun tournament, lots to break down your immediate thoughts Wednesday morning post open championship. Awesome stuff. Congrats to us for being so great at picks. Yeah, let's just pat ourselves on the back a little bit here. Yep, I'm going to take a second to do that. Uh, yep. Congrats to us. Cam Smith, champion golfer of the year, was putting lights out on Fantastic. Sunday. It was unbelievable stuff. Shot a 30 on the back, looked amazing. Um, Rory couldn't get a putt to drop. He played fantastic. He just couldn't make anything. And the leaderboard was awesome. The tournament was awesome and thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I think, and we, we led up to it on the podcast. We talked about it with the Scottish Open as a bit of a preview. Nothing beats 8 a.m. Eastern time, golf on, just, you know, so still probably in your PJs, maybe cup of coffee, you know, whatever your oh, yeah. breakfast food of choice is. I, we were up in Michigan, a little lake house weekend. So egg bake in Have the morning, a day. cup of coffee, open championship. Um, and I don't, uh, I was talking with my dad last night. We were catching up on, on the tournament and he goes, I almost texted you on Sunday to tell you that, he, you know, he thought Cam Smith was going to get it done. He did the same thing on Sunday when Matt Fitzpatrick, came back and won uh, at the U S open. So I told him he should have put his money where his mouth is and gone two for two on, on Sunday picks, but yeah, um, couldn't, couldn't say that. I, I mean, I guess it wasn't really out of the question. I think the stat I saw from Justin Ray is a four back was the most anyone had come back from N one. And that was what cam Smith was 12 under going into the final round real, real quick. I, I think it's worth, I have a, a suspicion and I'm curious if you feel the same way. I think I think the outcome would have been different if Rory and Cam Smith had been in the same group on Sunday. I think Rory was lulled to sleep a little bit by Victor Hovland turtling from the yeah, very what, first hole on Sunday. What Hovland shoot? Two over? But he never really – like, Hovland didn't – wasn't aggressive. He was taking iron off a lot of tees. It right. almost felt like he was playing not to lose. Yeah. I think Rory – You know what happens when you do that. Feel it. You lose. You lose. And you lose. Yeah, no, like I, a... I, um, I could get down with that. I, I think, um, I think I'm on board with that, um, with that idea. Um, I would have, I would have loved to see, um, Cam Smith and Rory in the final pairing. Obviously, um, I will say, um, Cam Young held his own. Absolutely, and he continues yeah. to hold his own. That guy is yeah. a baller. He uh, he shot seven under on Sunday, and uh, one of my buddies on I, I th it was either Friday or Saturday asked like, does he can he actually win this? And the answer was always going to be no. But I'm surprised he 
he hung around like he did um, to, to even finish second. I thought, I thought Cameron Young was, was awesome this week. A very interesting major season for Cameron Young. He gets cut at the Masters, plays pretty horribly, Peter Green. Then at the PGA, he goes D3, U.S. Open, cut, Open Championship second. It's feast or famine for Cameron Young. And his game is kind of feast or famine. Like, I would imagine we can see Cameron Young uh, next year continue to take some some pretty huge leaps. It's, obviously, he's a, he's a fantastic golfer. Um, but he's also the guy who gets cut at the Genesis, plays terrible, Scottish Open, sorry, uh, and then almost wins. It was almost like Morikawa, you know, 2.0, um, who missed the cut in spectacular fashion uh, as well. But anyways, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think Cameron Young uh, would have been a cool story. The fact that he sunk that eagle putt on 18, that was um, – I mean, Cameron Smith had already snuggled it up close, but that could have yeah. provided some drama and fireworks if, if Cam, Cameron Smith had if Cam, a Yeah, if Cam Smith hadn't already done that, like – the shot would have been prior, so cool. yeah. we would have been like oh damn what are we in for here um especially like you've got the so we could talk about this real quick but the when the last group comes up 18 this new tendency to let the fans just flood the fairways yeah um what if they had gone to a playoff <laughs> we would have been probably in an hour delay a right delay, getting everybody I, back off the field yeah I uh, whatever you want to call it wasn't a huge fan of that but it is what it is yeah I think it's fun I don't have a a a problem with it but I I agree in the off chance that they do go to a playoff what do you do and I forgive me for not knowing this and maybe maybe you don't either but what is the format for the open playoff do you know no idea okay I don't know either but either way I agree I mean I think there's like some level of uh what are you gonna do if situation but right at the same time uh, I I like the the spectacle of it. I, I like the. To me, it feels more like, um, well, I mean, sure, golf is an American sport, but the the birthplace of golf, uh, where we were. I think it's cool that it feels more like a basketball game, or uh, it's probably my best example where like it just kind of feels like everything's tight around yeah. the the field of play. I like I that, that kind of gets brought into it. But either way, I think this was a a really fun open. Um, uh, going down the, the rest of the leaderboard, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, we, we should just quickly touch on, it was a really good week for the podcast. Um, Ooh. you, sir, with, uh, I think the highest weekly units one that we've had ever, I need to go back and look through the data. Um, you hit your mate, the cup parlay, which included mm-hmm. Fleetwood, Matt Fitzpatrick, Terrell Hatton, Shane Lowry, Roy McElroy. We were worried about you, Hatton. I think he was second place going into the weekend. Yeah. Uh, missed you missed your top 20 finish parlay did you only miss that off Shane Lowry being t21 uh Fitzpatrick was, was t21 yeah one placement man one placement that's that's brutal can I tell um, you I and I'll bring it up this it, it was a non-podcast bet but on FanDuel um so like I'll shop around like most betters should do and they uh they offered uh, like these top 20s, top 30s, like you could parlay the, these those bets. Yeah. Um, I had an eight-person, eight-golfer parlay. It was Shane Lowry, top 30, Scheffler, top 30, Cam Smith, top 30, Finau, top 30, Spieth, top 20, Fleetwood, top 20, Matt Fitzpatrick, top 20. 
to win a lot of money. All those parlayed. Every single one hits, Jeff, except Matt Fitzpatrick finishes T21. I needed a uh, top 20. Oh, my gosh. That was Fitzpatrick. That Okay, I thought it was Lowry that blew that for you, but it was Fitzy. Oh, my yeah, gosh. It was, uh, it was Fitzpatrick that blew that. Oh, top top 20 at- bet and finishes T21. Unbelievable. Can, he, can, he stumbled down the stretch on I Sunday. I was just going to say, I'm looking at his scorecard, 15, 16, 17, bogey, bogey, bogey. Awful. Oh, my awful. God. That is so awful way to lose a, a monster parlay. I didn't even realize that that was his finish. I thought yep. that it was just kind of a pedestrian Sunday, and, and it was, but it was pedestrian on the three of the last heart, four. It was heartbreaking, not just pedestrian. Oh, my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. That so that's where I'm at. More. But we still had a great week, especially with published podcast picks. Absolutely. Cam Smith, Cam Smith, win top 20. Uh, Jordan Speed top 10. Obviously, I had the same thing. On, and Cam Smith, it's – it's rare, and I mentioned this on the podcast, it would be interesting to go back and look at our, our same bets and how those perform. Uh, but this week, uh, plus 25-unit week, you have now, I believe it's five five outright winners on the season, um, and I'm up to four at this point. Yep. So it's been a, a, good, a good start. Um, unfortunately for you on the season standings, I had not as good a week, but good enough of a week to keep so you at bay. <laughs> but hey man podcast is up over 34 units on the season that's a pretty good start um Ad- advertisers the... take notice that's <laughs> right exactly and i think we turned the page from major season we're into that weird stretch where we're kind of trying to tie together the next i would say six weeks until we start to hit the fedex cup um and speaking of things that put more money in golfers pockets we should quickly touch on the idea um that as soon as the final putt dropped and Cam Smith got in front of a microphone, things started to swirl regarding live golf. Uh, where there's smoke, there's fire? Question mark? Sometimes, maybe. Certainly feels like, and it, we're recording Wednesday morning early here, uh, Henrik Stenson officially stripped of his Ryder Cup captaincy as it's expected that he will be announcing momentarily that he's joining live golf. If, if, and we can debate this, if Cam Smith goes to live golf off of winning the open, that is probably, I would say that's a bigger coup for live golf than even getting Dustin Johnson. A yeah, couple it's, months not ago. Close. it's not even Two. close. Uh, Although Cam, Dustin Johnson was the, now, the, the, go ahead. Cam Smith's now top five in the world, correct? Yeah. And he now, now that he's got the major win is exempt from majors. Right. For the next, what is it, five years, seven years? Right. And so even if the tour decided you can only play majors going forward if you've won a major, he's got that in his back pocket. He's young. He's close to being on top of the world. Very different situation than getting DJ. Um, so this would be huge. And um, it, for those who have not seen the rumors, it is rumored that Cam Smith and a couple other Australians and um, and and some others might announce after the President's Cup. Readers, I think, is the only um, source so far that has said that. I, I don't even remember who was this. Was were they the source? I th- I don't know if they were the source, but there was all over the golf Twitter and other yeah. podcast circuits. I, I mean- haven't seen too many like official outlets like comment on it, deny it uh confirm it 
We'll right. see what happens. Um, but every guy who doesn't answer it straight up the way right. JT or Rom or Roy answer it, like, I think it's pretty clear that there is a discussion. They're at least at thinking about it. Being, exactly. And you mentioned this Team Australia idea. The other guys, kind of part of that little rumor, would be Mark Leishman and Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. And I yeah. and Adam Scott, since Lib was even in the infancy, like before anything was happening, Adam Scott was openly saying, "Yeah, I'm for this." Like I'd he go. Should, I should. Adam Scott should go. Yeah, he's not going to win anything on the PGA Tour right. anytime. He's already. He's got green jackets. He's like he's he's done what he's done on the PGA. But I Tour. wouldn't go as far as saying he should go. I mean. You know how I feel about live golf. I don't think yeah. anybody should go, but I would agree. But if there is- if there are people who should go, he is like perfect for that. Okay, in the model of a golfer that you would be like, okay, I see why this person goes, even if yeah. I disagree with it. Then yes, Adam Scott fits that mold. People, but I would never he, say he's he like, should go. Yeah, he's on the back nine of his career. But He's still very competitive when he wants to be. Of his career. He he still resonates with people. People still love him. Still devilishly handsome. Absolutely, best and looking guy on tour. He can. I mean, he can go rake in the cash on a live tour. Like I've always said, like I'm not going to go blame people for for getting the bag. Um, it would suck to have young twenty somethings go. Like you know, Cam Smiths of the world. No, no, none of them have gone yet. Um, so we'll see if like if that happens. But um, but Adam Scott, go ahead, go ahead, man. Yeah, I, I feel like, I feel go different. Ahead, I, go ahead. I hear you. I hear you on the calculus for these individual golfers. I still I still disagree that that's what anyone should do. But like, I guess that's that is the the circumstances we're in, and different guys are looking at the the variables differently. Some guys yeah. have different variables than other guys. Like I get, I, there, there are things that are outside of even my ability to know why someone would choose to do it. So yeah. that aside, I think the only other thing I wanted to bring up is it, it seems like if we take this Cam Smith rumor, there's other angles that it seems like live golf is maybe circling the wagons around um, one of those, one of those, maybe this sort of Japanese team idea, Hideki also rumored, to be going post president's cup. Um, I mean, part of me, it puts the PJ tour and the, I mean, the Ryder cup, obviously stripping the captaincy from Hendrick Stenson. It's like, they all kind of at the president's cup have to wait because they don't seem to be able to do anything until it's official that they're going. Um, but God, like all that would suck. And it also would suck if, yeah, to your point earlier, the champion golfer of the year uh, decides to leave shortly after reaching, you know, one of the biggest wins of his career and one of the biggest wins you can get in golf and just decides like, yeah, I'm good. It's cool. I won at St. Andrews in the 150th open, but I don't care about legacy right. or anything like that. I'm going to go catch $90 million and lead yep. the tour. Like that, that stuff sucks. That stuff and the players sucks. championship and he'll probably be player of the year this year. I was going to say it's probably him or Scotty, right? I mean, there's yeah. him or Scotty have got to be the two front runners. Yeah. Or Davis Riley. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, let's I'm just, go. Is that a, is I'm that a teasing preview? the 3M Open, boys? I was about to say once once Davis Riley wins the 3M Open, then yeah, <laughs> he's in the mix. <laughs> well, hey, let's let's shift gears here. Enough live talk. We got another PGA Tour tournament this weekend. 3M Open, Twin Cities, up in Minnesota. Um, 
interesting shift coming off the open. Few guys have made their way across the pond back here to the States to play. Uh, Tony Finau being one of them. The aforementioned Hideki Matsuyama also currently in the field at least. And your boy, Davis Riley. Uh, shortest odds this week, though, go to Tony Finau at 11-1, to 1, followed up by Mav McNeely, Sung J.M., and Hideki at 16-1. to 1. Let's just jump into it. Let's get our picks out here on the board from what we've talked about off air. Sounds like our board is a little shorter this week. We're back to five units, although we invested our seven units well last week. I'm going to start with you. In that top window, uh, Tony Finau, then down to, I guess I didn't finish it. It's Davis Riley's at 18, Cam Tringali's at 18, and Adam Hadwin is at 18. Those are your guys shorter than 20 to 1 with Finau being the shortest. Who, if anyone on that board, do you have circled? Yeah, I so like I, I know it. I know. It. Just say it. Of course, it's Davis Riley. <laughs> it is Davis Riley. It's, it's Davis, Davis Riley. Riley. It's definitely not Tony Finau at eleven to one. Guy can't no, win. No, thank you. Um, but Davis Riley, obviously. I mean, the guy's a superstar. He's going to win um, very soon. Uh, his last start uh, was the Travelers, like almost a month ago now. At this point on tour. Um, so he hasn't played in a little bit, uh, a little bit, but uh, hadn't missed a cut since the Heritage uh, in April. We we've talked about this because I bet on him a bunch of times. Our run of top fives, top tens, top twenties. Um, I love Davis Riley. Obviously, we know he's going to win soon in this field. Uh, last sixteen rounds, he's seventh um, strokes gained tee to green, third in strokes gained approach. And at 18 to one, I still think, even though it sounds like a short number uh, in this field, uh, I really don't think it is for him. So uh, 18 to one uh, half unit to win. And then he's actually plus money uh, for a top 20, which to me is insane. Uh, One full unit plus 120 uh, Davis Riley top 20. As is typically the case when Davis Riley makes one of our cards, he makes both of our cards, and that's exactly what's happening here. I have the same exact bets you do. Did you say a half unit on the win? Yeah, half unit on the win and a full unit on a top 20. Yeah, I'm in the same exact boat, same exact bet. Um, So neither one of us will be creating any space if Davis Riley gets it done this week. I was just looking uh, on our historical picks this year. 13 different bets this year have included Davis Riley. That is insane. Yes. But I bet I would bet most of them have been winning bets. Uh, Yeah. Most of them have. I mean, we've had his his win bets obviously have not, but most of his bets probably went winning bets. Yeah. Uh, First time he made our card was back at the Mexico open um, back in April. And then since since then he's continued to stay kind of on the card. I think you've had more uh, of his exposure, more exposure to Davis rather than I have. But uh, yeah, typically once he's on the card, he ends up on both sides of the card for us. So yeah. same exact thought process you have. I don't need to add anything to it. Davis Radley feels like a pretty good bet this week. All right. So why don't you hit us with the next one then? Yeah. Moving down the board. I just got to make sure I've got my odds right since I, I noted this on Monday and it's now Wednesday morning, but my next guy, let's see. I don't have, I have one more win bet. I have a couple top 20s, but I have a win bet that's further down. So I'm going to go next. Well, why don't we, yeah, why don't we move down this? I've got a guy in the 30s 
um, with not a win bet, but his his odds to win are in the 30s. Where's your next guy in terms of win bet? Very, number? very close. So uh, gotcha. Cam Davis, 22 to one. Yeah, I like him a lot this week. Um, and, and I've got a, a few plays on him. Um, so um, he played in Barracuda, uh, finished uh, sixth at the Barracuda, T8 at the John Deere before that. His form is excellent. T7 a few weeks before that at the Charles Schwab. Um, in this field, uh, his last 16 rounds, he's 17th strokes gained T to green, 15th strokes gained approach and a very respectable 46th in putting. Uh, at 22 to 1, I think he presents some value. Um, so I'm going to take that for a half unit. He's plus 130 for a top 20. So that's going to be a full unit for me. And then I'm also going to uh, venture into the props. Uh, so bear with me here, Jeff. But uh, Cam Davis, top Australian, offered by DraftKings, half a unit at plus 110 to win that little group. Uh, that group features Day, Percy, Baddeley, excuse me, Chalmers, and Druitt. So it's a six-person group. He's got to beat those five plus 110 uh, for half a unit. I, I really like Cam Davis this week. Yeah, I do too. He didn't make my card, but I had him a couple of weeks ago um, at nearly double the win bet. I think he was 45 to one. Um, and his form lately is kind of why you see that number slashed and then also strength of field. Um, but yeah, I like it. Nothing wrong with that this week. Actually, Cam Davis is a name surprised hasn't gotten some live to or love. Maybe it has, but he's just not enough to move the media needle in that way. Um, yeah, probably. If you're building team Australia. I mean, if you want young guys, you obviously, you got Cam Smith, um, if it goes that way, but you could have the Camerons, you know, the cams of, uh, of, of down under could be an opportunity. <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to be in branding or marketing for, for live golf. So forget that I ever said that. Yeah, we'll scratch um, that from the record. Yeah. Bring that down. Uh, all right. Moving down the board for me, I've got a guy in the thirties, uh, but I only have a top 20 on him. Uh, Brendan Steele, top 20 plus 180. Brendan Steele is one of the golfers with a pretty interesting combination of distance and accuracy off the tee. Given the water troubles that can exist here, that's going to be an asset, I hope, this week. But it's interesting to see Brent, uh, Brendan Steele kind of across the board from a ball striking perspective be, at least in the last 30 rounds, the best in this field. Uh, from approach and from off the tee, his putter is a problem, uh, kind of the same way Jordan Spieth's putter is a problem. So that's why I don't have confidence in Brennan Steele on a win at 35 to one. I just don't think he'll be able to pour enough birdies in, but I think he'll be able to give himself enough shots at birdie and enough ability to just continue to make par where necessary to be in the mix, but maybe not be able to host the trophy, hoist the trophy when it's all said and done. So Brennan Steele, the top 20 pays at plus 180, and I've got a full unit on him there. Woo. I like it. And uh, you said his putting was. Uh was the bugaboo there. Um, my next guy, the opposite is true. Um, Adam Svensson is also 35 to one. Um, he is a really good putter. Um, in this field, he's third, um, strokes gained putting his last 16 rounds. Really like Adam Svensson, uh, half a unit uh, on a win and then a full unit top 20 at plus 190. Uh, almost two times my money, um, but he's playing really well. Uh, his last, let's say, 
four. Uh, we'll go back his last four starts, T21, T25, T24, and a sixth at the Barbasol. So um, really, uh, really good form. He goes off really early on Thursday. I think he might even be the first tee time, um, which if conditions are soft, um, he could post a score maybe and just kind of, you know, do his thing that the next three days, I I like the idea of that happening. So I really like Adam Spenson this week as well. Yeah. You touched on his putting. It's actually really interesting to see that over the last eight weeks, he's been gaining strokes putting. And if you look at his trend line on data golf, he used to be horrendous at putting. And now it's like, wait, is this a weapon? And it's been steadily improving now for, I mean, really since April, the stats would bear out that like he might be a good putter. And that's kind of the interesting thing. I don't know if he's changed the yeah. stroke or if there's just a, you know, switched putters, whatever the circumstances may be, but he is a really good ball striker. So even just neutral strokes game putting, and he could be in the mix come Sunday. So I like that. It's a good one. Um, okay. Two more golfers for me and one more golfer for you. Is that true? I am done actually, Jeff. You're done. Okay, then let me speed through my last two guys. Um, I've got two more. I've got one win bet. I've got Matthew Neesmith at 50 to 1 for a half unit and a top 20 at plus 225 for a unit. Matthew Neesmith did play in the Scottish Open. He was cut prior to that, had a nice run, hadn't been cut since the Bolero Texas Open back in April. Couple better finishes, nothing fantastic, but the approach numbers have continued to be really consistent. In this field, um, as I pull up my other tab, where did Matthew Neesmith go? There he is. Seventh in ball striking, 12th off the tee, 13th in approach. Again, this is the last 30 rounds. Better putting numbers than someone like Brendan Steele. Uh, so my hope is that we can see a few more birdie putts roll in. Matthew Neesmith has been in the mix at previous tournaments. He seemed to falter more so on Sundays where he puts three good rounds together. Hopefully he's starting to get a taste of what it takes to win. I think this is a good week for him to do it in this field. As I mentioned before, I have a, I believe a half unit on the win. So going big there, top 20 plus 225 for a unit. And then my last golfer, I've got a Canadian uh, down in the hundred to one, Michael Gligic. Uh, hmm. He is a top 20 at plus 350. Really interesting trend line here. You have Svensson, the Canadian. I like Gligic a lot this week. He in the last, really two months, uh, maybe even a little bit more than that, has not missed a cut. He hasn't missed a cut since April, the RBC. A couple good finishes, top 10 at John Deere, T21 at Barbasol, T31 at Barracuda. Putting well, striking the ball well, in a pretty good spot relative to his career. His his trend line on data golf (laughs) kind of shows him reaching new heights uh, in his 30s. I think this is a good week for him to carry some of that momentum forward. Not a win bet but just a top 20 at plus 350 for a unit. And those are my four golfers and my five units for the week. Yeah, I just pulled him up. He's sixth in the field, strokes gained putting his last 16 rounds. Pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, we'll see if that holds up. Same idea with Spenson. I don't know what's going on with the Canadians. Maybe there's something in the water. I mean, I don't know. TPC, Twin Cities, kind of feels like a place where Canadians might play well, right? Maybe. Like, Minnesota is basically Canada, so <laughs> why not? Uh, maybe, maybe there's going to be... The Canadians right. are going to emerge victorious. Um, That's right. Should we recap? Anyways, let's recap it. You first. 
Sure. I'm on three golfers and three golfers only this week. Davis Riley to win 18 to one half unit top 20 plus 120 for a full unit. Uh, Cam Davis, a lot of Cam Davis exposure this week. Uh, 22 to one half unit top 20 at plus 130 for a full unit. And then also a half unit to be the top Australian at plus 110. Um, Adam Spenson rounds out my card 35 to one half unit. And then uh, plus 190 for top 20 for a full unit. And I am also on Davis Fryer this week. Same exact bets as Mark. I've got Matthew Neesmith at 50 to one to win for a half unit and a top 20 at plus 225 for unit. Brandon Steele, top 20 plus 180 for a unit. Michael Gligic, top 20 plus 350 for a unit. Some Canadians, some Americans. Uh, we are in Minnesota for the TPC Twin Cities 3M Open. Those are our units this week. That is the podcast for this week. We will be back next week again to break down the next tournament, which I don't know, man. It's July. I'm not even sure what tournament's next. The golf season just continues oh, to roll We'll be around. ready. We'll but be ready. We'll be, that's right. We'll be here. We'll be ready. And we'll see you next week on the Walk It In podcast. <laughs>